What if I told you the biggest monopoly we have in America today isn't Google, isn't Apple, isn't Facebook, isn't Amazon, but it's in our K through 12 schools and universities, and I have data to prove it. And on top of that, I'm going to make an argument to you today why you ought to consider having your kids leave public schools as soon as possible. And by the way, before you say, how could you say something like that, Patrick? You're a byproduct of a public school. I'm a byproduct of a public school. How could you say something like that? You're assuming that today's public school is the same as the public school you and I went to. A lot has changed. And last but not least, I'm going to show you two numbers. The cost of sending your kids to a private school versus a public school. Taxes we pay for, and you'll be able to decide and see that private school is actually cheaper than sending our kids to public school if we allowed it to the free market to decide. So let's get right into it. Again, I want to make my argument. You may like it, you may not like it, but if you do get value from this video, give it a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. Let's get right into it. Let's look at some stats of private schools versus public schools. In America, we have roughly 32,461 private schools. 5.72 million students are in private schools in America, which is roughly 10.1% of all students. By the way, 643,000 of the 5.72 million is in California alone. If you were wondering which private schools are leading the most at the top is Catholic schools, 38.8% of them, and the least popular is Islam, 0.8%. These private schools combined have 441,496 full-time teachers. Average private school size in America is only 176 students. Some of you guys may be thinking it's 1,000, it's 2,000. Nope, that's public. Most private schools are very small. And the total dollar amount it takes to operate these 32,461 schools is roughly $87.5 billion per year. They get this through raising money and through getting tuition. That's how they do it. They don't get the money from the government, hence it's a private school. So now let's take a look at public schools. We have 97,568 different public schools, a total of 50.6 million students that are enrolled. The average class of a public school is 519 students. Remember, compared to 176 students. And their funding is roughly $640 billion that you and I pay for. Once again, $640 billion that you and I pay for. Now, on the other hand, when it comes down to public schools, public schools have 3.2 million full-time teachers. So if you were to kind of break down the math, in public school, for every one teacher, there are 16 students. And in private, for every one teacher, there are 12 students. So you get slightly more attention per student in private than in public. So now let's look at which states lead the way in enrollments in America. I'll give you the top five public school states in America. Number one is California, 6.86 million. Number two is Texas, 5.84 million. Number three is Florida, 3.38 million. New York is four. Illinois is five, but here's an interesting stat. From 1990 till today, which school has increased enrollment the most? Look at the numbers. Texas has increased 60.6%. Florida's increased 52.9%. California is not even half of those two numbers at 26.7. Illinois is at 8.8. And New York has barely grown since 1990. That's 30 plus years ago, only 3.9%. So now let's look at cost. Let's look at cost if you send your kids to private school or if we would have done public school with all the taxes we're paying per student. The average cost for a private school in America, according to educationdata.org, is $12,350 per year. And if you want to know what the high is, in Connecticut, it's $24,000. In Wisconsin, it's $3,500. But on average, it's $12,350, okay, for private school. If you were to break down the public funding, the money you and I pay in taxes, $640 billion for 50.6 million students. Now, we send these taxes 
two. How much we pay per student? Here's what the numbers would look like. $12,648. So now again, $12,350 private school, $12,648 public school. Less private, more for public. So the question you gotta ask is the following. I don't have a prompt paying more for public because it's better, is it? Or you're like, no, public sucks. My kids, I don't even know what they're gonna eat, the teaching, all this other stuff. Well then this is why you ought to consider sending your kids to private school. That's why we're having this conversation. So now, let's look at a couple different things when it comes down to school and what things we should be concerned about. These are 10 or 11 things I have here. Number one, parents not being involved enough. When you look at statistics of how kids do, parents' involvement in school is just as important, if not more important, than the actual school kids go to. Vice recently did a research on this, and a guy who's Asian talks about why so many Asians do so well in school, and he's trying to explain to them, and everybody's interrupting, him, he says, look, if you want to know why kids do so well in Asian families, is because parents typically stay together, they have higher expectations of kids going to school, and they're involved, they want to know how you're doing in homework, they're there. You have to give a lot of credence to that. So, number one, the reason why kids don't do well in public schools, parents are not involved. Number two, classes are overcrowded. We already looked at the stats earlier on what it looks like for public school, 16 to one versus private school, 12 to one. The more crowded it is, the less attention teacher's gonna put into your student. Number three, number three is affordability. Can the average person afford to send their kids to school, private school, and pay that $12,350? Most people think it's 40,000 or 50,000, but 12,350. To most, that's still a lot of money. But I'm telling you right now, if you're watching this, and you're making 75 grand a year, you're making $100,000 a year, you're making $150,000 a year, and to you, Pat, that's a lot of money for me to send my three kids to private school. I am telling you, based on some of the things we'll talk about, find a way to make that extra money with a side hustle to send your kids to private school. I'm not telling you finance your house. I'm not telling you take all your savings out of your 401k. I'm not telling you to do all that other stuff. I'm telling you find a secondary income to be able to fund private schools because public schools are not what they once used to be. Number four, public schools take a long time to adapt and adjust to the innovation that's taking place today. So STEM, technology, all of that, they're way behind the eight ball. Private schools, because there's pressure from parents who are giving money to the private school, they can say, why are we not making investments into this? Why are we not doing that? Why are we not doing this? And the people running the school have to listen to the parents because you're paying them money. Remember, anything that's free is usually cheap and you have no voice to say anything to them. Anything you pay for that service, you can also expect a higher experience and service if you're paying for it. Not telling you we're living in a perfect world, but there's more ability to be able to impose and ask when you're paying for something, than just sending them to public school. Point number five, school safety. A lot of parents nowadays, if you're going to public school, parents are concerned. Are my kids safe? Do schools have the funding to pay for the safety they provide for you and I? Well, we don't have the money. The state's not giving us this. The state's not giving us that. Versus in a private school, parents can meet and say, hey, what are we doing to make it safer? Well, here's what we're doing. You gotta come through here. When you're dropping them off, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. That is another thing that a lot of parents are thinking about. Not telling you private schools are more safe than public school, but generally private schools are safe than public schools. So point number six may be number one on a lot of parents' lists, which is curriculum and the woke mob coming after their kids. They want to take their kids out of public schools to put them in private schools or even consider homeschooling. I want to give you some stats here and you make a decision for yourself. Do you remember at the beginning of the video, what's the first thing I said when we started the video? I'm going to share with you the biggest monopoly in America. And it's not Apple, Google, Facebook, Amazon. Remember that? And I said, is in public schools. Let me give you some stats. In Hollywood, what percentage of actors in Hollywood do you think are Democrats versus Republicans? What do you think it is? The 
answer is 90% are Democrats, 10% are Republicans. And generally the 10% that are Republicans, they're very quiet. Now let's break it down on teachers in public schools. Here's the data. This is written about in an article by Washington Post by a research conducted of Verdant Labs using political contribution data on the Democrat-Republican divide based on job type. English teachers, out of 100 English teachers in public schools, 97% are Democrats. 3% are Republican. Health teachers, 99% of all public school health teachers are Democrats, 1% Republicans. Math and science is the only one that's slightly fairer. 87% are Democrats, 13% are Republicans. Now, if you're watching this and you're a Democrat, what do you say? Wow, this is awesome. I think what you need to ask yourself is why are you a Democrat? Maybe because all your teachers were Democrats and you eventually got baptized because there was no debate. What I like is debate. I'm a public school kid, this guy right here. I don't like when people say, look at what Facebook is a monopoly, they gotta break them apart. They, they gotta break apart Apple and Google and Amazon. This is not fair, it's abuse. This is the ultimate monopoly to the same people so concerned about Apple, Facebook. Why don't we break you apart? Why don't we make this even 50-50? Why don't we make it 50-50? Would you be okay with that? Specifically, if this is shared with a Democratic teacher, I'm sure you're losing your mind right now watching this, getting ready to type and say how much of a fool I am for giving you these stats. I'm okay with that. I have what you call thick skin is what I have, because I like debate. I don't like an echo chamber. I spend a little bit more time on this one here because we have a monopoly. And if you as a parent are okay with this, send your kids to public school. But if you as a parent now know about this data and you're still sending your kids to public school and not making that additional money to have that discourse with your kids, then don't be upset that you lose your kids when they turn 18 and they say, mom, dad, you have no clue what you're talking about. It's your fault, mommy and daddy, not the teacher's fault. You have a choice to work a little harder, make a little bit more money, find that additional 12 $13,000 a year, maybe $20,000 where you're living, and send your kids to private school so they don't get brainwashed. This is where you get to pick and choose what school for your kids to go to that learn the right values and principles. I'm not talking about being perfect. By the way, even at private schools, it's generally 50-50 with Republicans and Democrats. My kids go to private schools. A lot of their teachers are Democrats. This doesn't mean it's guaranteed that they're 90% Republicans. Not at all. The reason why I like private schools is because it's pretty much 50-50 in private schools but in public schools, full-on monopoly. Anyways, that's point number six. Number seven, which is gonna seem common sense to you, but it's gonna trigger certain people. You ready? I believe great teachers are underpaid, not teachers. I believe great teachers are underpaid, and I believe bad teachers should be fired. Not yesterday, not a year ago, the day they got hired, bad teachers need to be fired. There are certain people that shouldn't be teachers and there's many of them right now that are still working because those districts are desperate for teachers and they're desperately hiring bad quality teachers. Fire A lot of parents, this is something they think about and it is a concern on almost every list you look at from the left, the right, the middle, it doesn't matter. There's a lot of bad teachers out there. And there are a lot of underpaid, great teachers out there. So number eight is mental health. And I'm gonna talk to you from a parent standpoint. I'm a parent. I'm a father of four kids, 11-year-old today, nine, six, and a 19-month-old. And there's a lot of different things that kids are dealing with today that is different than when I dealt when I was a kid. I didn't have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all these pressure, even ChatGBT. We didn't have any of this stuff, right, when I was a kid. So the challenges are different. However, I think in many cases, sometimes teachers also don't know how to handle this. Not saying teachers are perfect, but they don't know how to handle this. I'll give it to you from my own personal experience. My kid, my oldest son, goes to school, and a teacher really has a hard time with this guy. 
So the first thing says, oh, he can't pay attention. Yeah, okay, you call it what? The whole ADHD thing? Okay, he can't pay attention. He's got to go see this counselor, this therapist. So I don't know where they're going, but because I'm a curious guy, I'm following their, you know, their protocols. So we go and I'm just waiting for the teacher to prescribe some medication. And we go, we sit there and we'll go, oh, yeah, oh, okay, cool. We'd like to do a test. Yeah, well, I just want to see. If you guys got a camera, what you do to my son, I just got to see. I don't have to be in there. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, no problem, great. And then, yeah, we think your kid, he needs to take such and such. I said, really? Yeah, I said, nah, I don't think so. I think my kid has what I have. It's called being creative. It's called being a young boy. And it's called you're all over the place. God knows how many times I moved as a kid. I moved so many times in Iran when the war was happening. I moved to Germany, refugee camp, not learning German and being bullied on not speaking German and looking Middle Eastern in Germany. They don't like Middle Easterns if you go there and have to learn how to make friends. And I came to the States and I got to learn another language. And we're moving from this, from that, from this. Parents divorced. Trust me, life was very annoying for a long time as a kid. So I'm dealing with stuff and I'm handling stuff on my own. Too often in these types of cases, teachers are not properly trained on how to handle these types of kids. They automatically put them in a box. And then we find out 33 years later, that kid was a genius. We find out 42 years later when we're using a technology, we're like, oh my God. Oh, remember that one kid in fifth grade that we thought was so freaking weird. His name was Elon. Is this the same Elon Musk? Let me go back. Wow, he was in our class. That was our student. What a big mistake on my end. I thought this kid was a troubled kid. No, you're just wired in a different way than you are. So sometimes parents, like I watch very closely with how my teachers sell me who my kids are. And when I'm in all these parent-teacher conferences that they do and I'm involved, I'm trying to see what they say about my kid. And my wife will always say, babe, I said, so what do you think about my kid? You know, and I'll just sit there and I'll listen to him. I won't say anything. But if I notice there's not an understanding about the kid, I'll take that moment and I'll say, hey, one thing about my son, you ought to know he's like me. Here's how I was. Pa, 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 pa. Okay, cool. This is what works with them. If you need us, let us know. The more you communicate, the better we'll be able to work together as a team. We're here to support you, but please understand our son is like Papa. No problem. Great. Guess what? Point number one was what? Parents not being involved. This is the part where parents got to be more involved, which kind of helps when kids are going through the challenges that they're going through in these types of situations. Because nobody was involved with me and I was pretty alone. I was like, man, I don't know who to talk to. I thought I was really weird. You realize it took me 25 years to realize I was weird, but it's good that I was weird and I'm okay with it. But at the time when everyone's calling you weird, you really think you're weird and you have problems. Does that make sense? Anyways, if it does, it does. If it doesn't, trust me it makes sense to five to 10% of people that are watching this. So this next one, many parents may relate to, and some of you guys will fully disagree with this one. To me, it's when we took prayer out of school and got out of school, that was a problem in my eyes. Let me explain myself. And you can say, I disagree or I agree. Do you know what year it was when we took prayers out of school? It was 1962. Do you know why? It was a case, Engel versus Vitel. And the simple prayer they took out of school, do you know what the prayer was? This is what the prayer was. Almighty God, we acknowledge our dependence upon thee and we beg thy blessings upon us, our parents, our teachers, and our country. There's no Jesus mentioned. There's nothing mentioned. This prayer is a prayer of what? I am grateful for the blessings, my parents, my teachers, and my country. It's actually a good prayer for kids to have but we took it up. Now, for some of you that love having these debates about God exists, God doesn't exist, faith this, faith that, let me just give you my case. I believe whether this thing is right or wrong, when the kid becomes an adult, he's gonna go through his own journey of figuring out what God is real or it's not. That's his journey. But when the kid is younger and he doesn't share all his fears and anxieties with his parents, isn't it better if he believes in a God or a spirit that's bigger than him, that he can talk to him at any time and he's got his back? What do you think? Don't you think that helps that kid out a little bit more? 
on how to cope with these things while he's 11 years old, while he's 14 years old? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. And by the way, let me tell you the crazy story. I was an atheist for 25 years, myself. I'm telling you this myself, this much of belief that there is faith. Even when I was an atheist, I would pray to a God I didn't believe existed because others told me, try praying. And that was my only out, okay? And as an adult, it's a completely different story. Anyways, last point. When we took prayer out, I think it was also problematic. And I think we could solve a lot of different things if kids can do a simple prayer as, Almighty God, we acknowledge our dependence upon Thee and we beg thy blessings upon us, our parents, our teachers, and our country. I think I can help the kids out a little bit more dealing with certain challenges that they're dealing with today. I'll give my final thoughts and we'll wrap up. I think life is all about risks. Who you marry, risky. You don't know if it's going to work out. You're not going to know for decades. Maybe it doesn't work out, but it was great at first. Having a job, risky. Starting a business, risky. Living in America, risky. Driving on the freeway, risky because others are on their phones. There's risk involved, but there's a lot of risk today with you sending your kids to public school and sending your kids to colleges that you know nothing about. I had a friend of mine who sent his daughter to a school in Illinois. His daughter and him were like this. He says, I spent $200,000 sending my kids to this one school. Every year she liked me less and every year she was more bitter to me. And rather than coming back home, she said, I don't want to come back and be around you. I cannot believe you're a capitalist and you're this. I used to respect you. All you care about is money. The university, the father sent $200,000 to created this layer of division between him and his daughter that him and the two of them were like close like you wouldn't believe. It's a risk. That's all I'm telling you. You decide whether you're comfortable with this risk or not. If you can figure out a way to make more money to send your kids to a better private school, I highly recommend you start doing some research. Anyways, if you got value from the video, give it a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. I got another video I want you to watch. 15 things. They don't teach in schools. If you've not watched it, click here to watch it. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye.